Wow. It's another time that the Lord has given us to come into his house and worship and also listen to what he has for us. But before I start my teaching for today, or the word that I want us to share today, it has been a great week for us praying for our sister Pat. Uh, no, was it Pat or Willie? Willie. And now we are going to be praying for Pat, and next week it will be Chris. Sorry? Thank you. <laughs> so, Chris, come forward, please. And really. Ladies, I have to tell you something today at lunch. You see that corner? No wonder Sandra and Willie and Shelly, they like that place. Can I break the news? And even at times when Chris is not on the computer, she likes that corner. I think we are going to do some, something on that corner. First, when you sit there, the warmth that is there, the yes. yes. There's a lot of comfort that you don't even want to the service to end. <laughs> that place is so comfortable. And so I think we are going to change those chairs. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to, re to remove the pressure on Willie because I want her to pray for Chris. Heavenly Father, bring our sister Chris before you, Lord, and Lord, you know her heart and you know what she's going through. I pray now for strength, protection, and guidance upon Chris, Father God, and please help her to cope with what she's going through, Lord, with her family and, and her finances and, and just her, her health. And Lord, I just pray, Father God, and I ask, please continue to work in Chris's life, Lord, and, and especially her family's, family's life, Father God. You know all the situations, Lord, and you know where she's all coming from, Father God. I really praise and thank you, Lord, for, for being with our sister Chris, Father God, and for Bringing her here to us, and she's a great value to our church, Father God. We praise and thank you, that Lord. Thank you, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much. Really give a hug, and we can all go to sit. Uh, another report that I want to say is I've discovered today that ladies who just received another extraordinary singer, our sister Chris. Every time we, we were having a song, I was pretending I'm singing, but my ears were going to listen to her too. God bless you so much, ma'am. You have a wonderful voice. And you go far. Use it for the glory of the Lord. Now, I want to start. Have you ever noticed that little thing that you have? might be a door for your inheritance somewhere. I want to give you a story. Back in Africa, I had a friend of mine. She was very good in doing hair, plating. But in class, she could not get anything. She even never used to know English at all. So one day, her auntie, who was working in Britain, came with her daughters from 
states from Britain to Africa. And so how the niece was doing what wonderful job and she was so much interested. And so she said, I am going to find a way and make sure you visit me in Britain so that you can at least do the hair of my children, even if it's only for three months and come back to Africa. And the lady said, I do this, but I don't like it. You see aeroplane, I also don't like that view. I'm used to going through the bicycle. I'm used to staying here. I don't even know what the future holds for me. She never treasured the gift or the talent the Lord had given her. A time came, and this aunt made sure that she kept her word. She got the visa and the air ticket. I'm going to bring that people here so that we can look at you. So, this lady went abroad. Remember? It was not even in our mind. She never treasured what she used to do. And when she went to Britain, she started plaiting her cousin's hair. And within a month, all the children at school kept on looking and they were saying, wow, your hair is so beautiful. Who did it? Oh, our cousin came from Africa. We will come. And within two months, this lady was so busy every day plating people, especially ladies. Ladies, they have a weakness of being beautiful. <laughs> they just like it. Trust me, I am very sure. However, how ugly a lady looks like, she'll always have a mirror to look at herself. And she smiles, even if she, she has only one eye. It's a weakness to ladies because we are wonderfully and beautifully made. So, ladies came to see this wonderful girl from Africa who used to do the plating. And in three months, she had a big business. Everybody was talking about her. And they came and she was so busy that she could not come back to Africa. Today, as I am talking, to cut the story short, she had to get a visa, a permanent residence. Today, as I'm talking, she goes back to Africa every, after every two months just to see people in Africa and back to Britain. That small talent of plating was her doorway to go abroad. Do you know there's something special that God has blessed you with. For example, I believe everyone has a talent that another one doesn't have. For example, maybe our pastor knows how to sing so well. But if you tell Shirley to sing, I'm telling you, it is trouble. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Dennis knows how to sing. David knows how to pray. David knows how to preach. But maybe if you tell Dennis to cook chapati, <laughs> hey, you will eat whatever you don't even want to see. It will be terrible. I know, Elsie knows how to make a very nice cake. 
She made one for our wedding. Elsie, good on you. Stop sleeping. <laughs> but if today, I tell maybe Kali to make the same cake, Kali will make me another thing that is just similar to that, but it's not that. I have two sisters in this church, Chris and Willie. The way they do this, I'm telling you, it's so wonderful. Hey, make a mistake and tell someone like me, Helen, can you prepare the communion? You might find the bread <laughs> and the drinks, they are all together. <laughs> because that is not my gift. I'm not good in that. My sister here, Chris, she's a wonderful singer. She was singing and I kept on feeling like to say, there is another song and another one and another one. I'm telling you, my brother, who is seated just next to Chris, you are blessed. No wonder you just keep on staying next to her. Okay, so sorry. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that, Lord, even as we are going to start the, uh, the, the word today, the Lord, we are going to minister to us, that, Father, we are going to treasure whatever you have given to us. Thank you, Jesus, because you are wonderful. We bless you and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The topic of the word that I'm going to speak today is Treasure what you hold. Treasure what you hold. Now, I want to ask a question. Last time I was preaching, what did I talk about? We all forgot. The Bible. The Bible? <laughs> yeah, something in the Bible. What did I, which part of the topic or what was? Care for one another. Care for one another, you are trying. Old Testament. It's so bad to have a pastor who doesn't even talk. He sleeps. What did I talk about? I don't know. You forgot? Yeah. Oh dear. Do you remember if I, I said you are Rachel is coming? You are Rachel is coming? Oh, Rachel. Rachel? Yes. Oh, Rachel. Oh, how, how do you call it? Rachel, Leah, Jacob, do you remember we talked yes. about such a story? Yes. Are we together now? Yes. And how Jacob ran to go and stay with his uncle Levin? And I started by saying, Jacob was advised by his mother, Rebecca, that Esau wants to kill him. And so Rebecca decided to send her son, Jacob, to go and stay with the uncle, Laban, until when she will tell her to go back. And I told you that I tried to check in the Bible and I could not find anywhere Rebecca told Jacob, now it's the right time to come back. You remember now that? Are we together? Now, I didn't tell you the reason as to why Esau wanted to kill Jacob. So today we want to know why did Esau want to kill Jacob? And who is Esau? 
Now, Jacob and Esau, they were twins. And these were children of Rebecca. Their father was Isaac. Their grandfather was Abraham. Are we together? Okay. This is what happened. When Jacob and Esau were still in their mother's womb, they were still fighting against one another. Jacob wanted to be the firstborn, and he wanted to try to come out first. And Esau also wanted. And when good or bad luck, Esau's leader came out, and Jacob tried to pull the heel. And Esau became the firstborn. Surely, are you waiting for the 
time that I'm going to faint so that you call the ambulance and yet I just need food. Jacob did not take whatever Esau was saying that serious. And he kept on maybe he was tossing and trying to play with his soup and enjoying and looking at him. He wasn't in a hurry. And Esau said, please, 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 I'm starving. I'm about to die. And Jacob was in his mind saying, hmm, you're about to die. You better die because I really want to inherit. You better die because I really want the birthright. That was what was in Jacob's mind. He was an opportunist. He wanted to take that opportunity to grab the birthright from his brother. And because he realized that he can't talk it immediately, he told his brother, can you sell your birthright to me in exchange of my soup to you? And Esau said, I'm about to die. What is the birthright of, to me? It doesn't help me in any way. I can as well give it to you. The Bible says, Jacob was not satisfied with that one word. He insisted. Can you please swear that you are going to give me your birthright? And Esau said, I'm going to do that as long as I get the soup. Remember, he was to get the soup that day. Esau never thought of tomorrow. His mind was because the tummy was empty. He wanted anything to get into the tummy. He never thought of tomorrow, so he gave out his birthright. And that was the end of Esau. And Jacob gave him the soup. And then later we realized that Esau realized he made a very bad mistake for exchanging his birthright with a bowl of soup. Today, we Christians, we have exchanged our inheritance to God's kingdom with some small, small things that the devil is giving to us. Have you ever realized that you've sold your Christianity just to gain the worldly thing and you fail to get the kingdom of God? Now, for those who have the Bible, Turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 1. And you see the genealogy of Jesus there. When we look at the genealogy of Jesus, count from the first word to the 27th word, it is Jacob. We don't see anywhere in the genealogy of Jesus, as that is mentioned, it is Jacob, son of Abraham, Isaac. Isaac, son of Abraham. We don't have Esau mentioned. And yet, Esau was the firstborn. Have you seen that? Is there anywhere in that book of Matthew you can see Esau? It's not there. We have only Jacob. That's how Esau sold his brother. He is nowhere to appear. And that's how even as Christians, when we allow ourselves to save our Christianity, we have no record in God's kingdom. 
Now, let me come back to the Bible. The benefit of a cell were the inheritance. One, it was physical inheritance from his father. Second, he was offered rule and authority over the members of the family. We read this in Genesis 27, verse 29. Esau's failures were as follows. One, he chose the sensual things over the spiritual. He gave cravings to himself over the spiritual thing that God had given him. He valued the stew more than the bad right. And for this reason, the Bible calls him a profane person, which is in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 16. Esau chose present over the future. He thought of now. He never thought of the tomorrow. And so this was like the temporal physical pleasures of the man today. We always think of our benefit in this world now. We don't think of our future. We should not make such mistake in life, especially as Christians. Many of us, we trade our spiritual inheritance. Now, I have come to discover that not all friends, sorry, I've come to realize that not all friends are genuine friends. And not only friends, even your brother and sister, they might not be the genuine one. We have those friends who become your friend because there's something they want from you. They want to benefit from you. We have that friend who becomes so close to you just to give you a bad advice and to see you fail. Watch out. Who is your friend? Does your friend give you a good advice to build you spiritually? Or does your friend give you a bad advice to start laughing at you? According to me, I see Jacob was pitiless. He didn't have any pity to his brother. He was an opportunist. He took the opportunity of a south hanger to gain the birthright. We have friends and brothers and sisters who are like that. Jacob was ruthless. And he was a demanding man. Uh, Dennis, do you know if you want me to pray for you to get more job, you have to plant a seed. Because unless you plant a seed, God is not going to give you another job. So I'm instilling some fear into Dennis to force him to plant a seed. And the thing is, I don't want him to plant a seed. I want him to give me some money. And it has been happening. Yeah? 
I come to a brother like this one. This is a, a brother that I always don't joke with. He can kick you anytime. He has good muscles. But I know the way I can hold him good. Pete, you know what? Hi. Oh, you are a wonderful brother. God bless you. And I can see, is it London or is it England? Wow, it's London. My brother, you know, I've discovered Lynn loves you so much. But there's one thing she has never told you. She has never told you that she also loves me. And we are planning a deal. Right? We are planning a deal to go to Tanzania without you knowing. So don't beat her. But let me tell you. Because Lynn doesn't know, just support me to go to Tanzania. And we'll see. And so, what will happen? Peter will go home. So you can talk to Helen and not me. And I'm going to make sure there's a friction between the two of them. And in that kind of a friction, Lynn will not be allowed to join me. And Pete will come and say, oh, you really helped me. I didn't know that Lynn was thinking that. Let me give you this $500. I'm benefiting from Pete, but I've destroyed the relationship. That is the kind of friends that we are having today. Divide and rule. Hmm? I come and I preach to people who want to get saved or who want to get healed. And because by grace, God has given me the power to pray for people to get healed. I take that opportunity and I say, if you want me to pray for you, brethren, you have to take an envelope. Make a promise of what you want to give God this month. I don't want you to give me the envelope now. Go home with it. Next week when you come with the envelope with whatever is inside, I will pray for you. Suppose Jesus comes the following day. Opportunist. Christ's choice is very wise. I tend to take another example. Now, we've talked about how Esau sold his birthright. Jesus Christ also came under temptation. You remember when he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and the devil came to him and in everything that the devil was trying to tell Jesus Christ, Christ said an answer. He could not sell his kingdom for the sake of what is in the world. He could not allow to accept the defeat that the devil was trying to instill in him. Remember when Jesus told Jesus, uh, when the devil told Jesus, if you are truly son of God, turn these stones into bread. What did Jesus say? I told you, this lady is wonderful. You sit there and stop saying it. Jesus 
had real answers. We Christians today, when we are faced with, by challenges, when we are faced by challenges through our friends, are we wise in whatever way we answer? Do we treasure the salvation that we have? I'm going to give you a very good example. How many of you love our pastor? You really love your pastor. <laughs> Dennis doesn't love the pastor. Oh. How many treasure the pastor? Do you treasure and pray for your pastor? Do you have him in your heart to pray for? Do you? Is it important to you? How does it feel if pastor comes here and tells you, okay, Helen did not get the visa and now I have to go to Kenya and stay with her. Will that be good to you? Why? Why? Sorry? God wants for me to go with him to Kenya. No, I just said it's what it's for God wants for you. <laughs> if you cry, God will do it with, with you. When he wants. Yes, but what is in our mind? Do we want to allow that to happen? And so, because that is just an example, by the way. Okay? Understand me? Because we love our pastor, we need to be holding him and praying for him. Are we together? I'm talking about unity, love, and power, and treasure our pastor because he's like the father of this church. He's our spiritual father in this church. Everyone, whenever we need prayers, whenever we are faced with challenges, we call pastor. And we wouldn't like to see one day missing the pastor here. I was thinking another day, how would it be if Chris stopped coming to church? No one to operate the computer. We might be having Pete, we might be having Dennis, but we need someone who knows how to type. Chris. Everyone has a role to play in the church. And I want to assure you, however how small the role that you do in church is, it means a lot. Do not joke with whatever God has blessed you. What happens when we have the wrong priorities in our life? I'm concluding. When we have wrong priority in our life, the following will happen. One, we fail to make the provisions in our life. Two, we are pressured to give up what God has given to us. Three, we are strengthened in the wrong things. Esau made mistake of depreciating the value of inheritance and succumbing the desires of his flesh. We can make similar mistake by not appreciating the value of inheritance in Christ and giving into the allure and of immediate gratification of the flesh. If we are not careful, the time will come when it is too late, no matter how many tears we shed, it will be too late to change God's mind. Hebrews 12, 17. 
That's why we need to heed such warnings as that one given by Apostle, uh, Apostle Paul. We then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain for he says in, in an acceptable time I have heard you and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you, and we glorify your holy name for the word that you've spoken to us. We pray that, Lord, whatever good treasure that you've given us, that, Lord, we are going to take care of it, Jehovah. And we repent of our iniquities, Father. We pray that, Lord, you are going to give us another grace that, Lord, we are going to treasure, however small it might be, whatever you've given to us, we will treasure it because we want to receive your kingdom. And Lord, we pray that in the holy name of Christ, just that we are going to live according to your will. Let your power, your spirit, and your mercies be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May the Lord bless you so much.